What is up, everybody? This is this is We Too Deep. We're back with the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. We got DJ Wavy D here with me. How's it going? Doing, doing great. Doing well. Doing super. How are you? I'm good. Um, so as we, uh, as you can see by the the title of this, we are predicting the Royal Rumble on this episode. But we got a lot more to talk about as well. We got some breaking news that came out today. Uh, first is The Rock is now on the board of TKO, which may lead to maybe some some WrestleMania rumors. I don't know. But, um, but the bigger news is Team Red over here. They have a new, a new home starting January of 2025. They will be on Netflix. So I, I do want to take some time to talk about this. What do you think about this, uh, about this deal for Raw? You know what I'm saying? All I got to say about hip on my shorties, like, yo, you try Netflix and Tussle? Like, you know what I'm saying? But no, I, I, I'm conflicted. Um, I have some, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm indifferent right now. I like it and I don't like it. Um, so me personally, I, I still do watch linear cable, you know, mm-hmm. be, albeit not as much as I used to. I mostly just use it for, like, Sports, ESPN, like the occasional, you know, I flip, flip, flipping through, see a movie or a sitcom. You know, I do watch a lot of YouTube and streaming stuff. But, like, you know, I love, you know, just getting home, turn on the cable, um, 8 o'clock, Monday, Monday Night Raw comes on, no problem. Friday Night SmackDown, 8 o'clock comes on, no problem. Um, I just think that, you know, there could be some, some technical difficulties that could happen, especially because Netflix, from my knowledge, is it, you know, they, they haven't done too many live streaming events so far. They might do like a comedy special here or there. But from, from my knowledge, they haven't done too many live streaming stuff so far. But I'm sure people at Netflix and, you know, the people at WWE and their production teams can get this together, make it run smoothly. Um, You know, you know, we, we do pay for cable. Cable is, you know, expensive. But I feel like at this point, like, if you get rid of cable, you have to, you know get like four or five subscription services just to mm-hmm. keep keep up with everything that you want to watch. So right. I definitely has its pros and cons and but I'm interested in seeing what they do with Netflix. You know, I wish they kind of stay on Peacock. I do like Peacock as a service. But you know, Netflix is the OG, so we'll see what happens. Right. I, I have sort of the same thoughts as you. Um I will say though this is sort of it makes sense. I said myself to, you know, Cody and James, I told them, you know, prepare. This was back in like 2019, prepare for cable to go away. Um, there was even a push that I was even making at one point of putting everything on the WWE network and sort of getting ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, from my knowledge, this is just for Raw, though. I know a lot of people are sort of thinking that SmackDown and the PLEs and all that. I don't think that's going to happen. WWE is very smart right now, where they've really positioned themselves along every single platform. You got NBC Universal. Now you have Netflix. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Fox doesn't want them. It doesn't look like so they're leaving. And so, but again, so they're going to fill the USA spot. I, my one concern with this was Nick Khan was on Pat McAfee's show and he was asked if, is it going to stay on Mondays? His answer basically was at this point, yes, but there's still 11 months before the deal takes place and things could change. Um, I have a feeling because of the amount of competition on Mondays with football and college football, pro football, and a lot of other sports, sporting events, the championship games happen on Monday. I have a feeling Raw is moving off of Monday. Okay. Uh, that's just my uh, initial feeling. Um, however, uh, Nick Khan did mention during the college football playoffs this year, Raw still ran like a .6 in the 18 to 49 demo, which is sort of the, the major demo that networks care about, which is really mm-hmm. good for Raw for that type of competition. So who knows? We'll see what happens. I like Netflix because I think this means Raw will be, be cut the two hours. Okay. Um, and I think it takes away the, the restrictions of being just PG. I don't necessarily think the, I don't think we're ever going back to the attitude era. I think we I think fans have to get that out of their mind. Mm-hmm. I do think not having the network so things like the the bleeping of the holy shit chant. I I think on Netflix that won't have to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um I I think the product could get a little bit more edgier um which I think it would work well. I don't really think they have to change the product. No, that's not the main concern. My main concern is Raw being three hours is too long. If you cut it down to two, I think everyone would be happy with that. Um, um I, I, So, you know, I, I've I've been around to see, you know, j- just like you, I've been around to see Monday Night Raw in its two-hour format and its three-hour format. Like, you know, I, I, I do like Raw. It's three hours. I feel like you know, it's fairly easy for me to digest. I know a lot of people, you know, they're talking about like, oh, you know, I dozed off or I fell asleep or yeah, yeah, three hours, so, so much to go through. But like, I've been so accustomed to having Raw at three hours that right. I like it. I will say, I will say with Triple H, it's been a little bit easier mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot less filler. Vince mm-hmm. McMahon just put a lot of boring shit in the middle of his three hours. Yeah, um, Vince or Triple H uh, has sort of spread everything out. The matches tend to go a little bit longer mm-hmm. um, and are a little bit more entertaining. Um, so I'm not necessarily against the three hours. I just think for my more, I, I think personally that if they cut it down to two hours, a lot more viewers would, would be, you know, interested in, in sitting there because I don't know. Sometimes around 10, 11 o'clock, it does get. Now, I'm also the type of watcher where if I'm not interested, I'm just going to have it as background noise and I'm going to be on my phone or something. So I do that even with like Raw Smackdown now. If the segment I don't necessarily care about, I'm just going to I'll listen to it rather than watch. Do you do you feel that when you watch Smackdown, the two hour program, do you feel that they need more time? Like, I, I feel like Raw has too much time and Smackdown needs more time. Like, I feel like it's two and a half hours the sweet spot. Like, I feel like SmackDown isn't fitting enough in their or, or can't fit enough in their two hours, and some stuff goes by too fast. 
I can agree with that. I can understand where you're coming from with that. SmackDown sometimes does feel like it is rushed. Or just flies by too fast. It just fa- it flies by. Right. Um, especially with the amount of stars SmackDown has. I mean, I mm. get it. Charlotte's hurt, so she's not going to be on TV in a while. But LA Knight doesn't get enough time. Roman is not there all the time, but the bloodline, when they're there, take up they, yeah. they get about an hour of the show. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see where you're coming from with. I mean, I guess another way to counter it is when they do go to Netflix, they might have less commercials or the commercials yep. Yep. won't necessarily be like, oh, you know. Here's our Duraflame logs or our Duralast <laughs> batteries. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll probably right. be like more WWE sponsored commercials I, or I Netflix feel, commercials. I, right. I feel like the commercials for for Netflix would be similar to how they do like the PLEs, where it's like, here, check yeah. out this this random documentary. Um, it'll be interesting to see because Netflix isn't affiliated with any of the big networks. So how do they promote? the PLEs if, mm. since they're going to be on, on Peacock. Cause like SmackDown, they don't really promote Peacock on SmackDown because it's on Fox and it's a competitor. Yeah. So, um, I think, I think I I'm with you. I think it'll be, or like the commercials would be like the, the stupid, like Snickers ads or, yeah. uh, you do, know, do you, do you currently have Netflix? I don't, I actually canceled it. Uh, because this is what I uh, what I wanted to really talk about with this. It's the price. Um, oh yeah, they jumped bad. it up to about twenty dollars an hour. Oh, not now, twenty dollars a month, and uh, and I was like, no, that's that's. I don't, there's not enough for me to watch on. I'm not interested in a lot of the stuff on Netflix. I really only paid attention to the comedy stuff on there. Mm. Um, to be honest, and then I watched Outer Banks. Um. Yeah. I do know they have like different tier pricing. They do. They do. I'm not familiar with what each tier like has. I know that like one tier is like you know lower quality. You can mm-hmm. only watch it on one device at a time. Yeah. So I had the um. Uh, 4K, which I don't even have a 4K TV, so I don't know why I was paying for that. <laughs> but but I could watch it on like f- five different devices and have like four 14 different accounts. I don't I don't know what it all had, but it was like twenty something a month. But I'm it's, gonna... uh, it's not like Peacock's where Peacock has their different tiers are ad based. So the lower tiers right. you get ads, where the premium one you don't have no ads. Right. So that's not like that. I Netflix, to my understanding, don't have ads. They don't. Okay. Um, so like their basic peer is like six ninety nine right now, and I don't think it has ads on that one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a sponsor. Right. It's not an ad. You know what I'm saying? It's not <laughs> ad for Netflix. Right. No, but I uh, pay for my my, my, sister, my sister paid for. It. I, I I pay for Disney Plus. <laughs> understood. But but I mean I I I don't really watch a lot on Netflix, so I got rid of it. Um, but so I'm sort of conflicted on if if raw is important enough to me to have to watch every, every week, if I want to get it back, but I was going to have to get it back. Yeah. I was going to get it back anyway. Cause like I said, I watch outer banks and that's actually about to come back on. Okay. okay. Uh, so I may just keep it. Um, at this point, uh, you mentioned linear cable at this point, we're, we're all going to need paramount and Disney plus and, and all of it. If we want to watch the shows that we watch. So, 
Um, that's just the way the world's actually going to, it's just, just the way it is. There's more money and more reach with Netflix. Mm. Uh, the scary part with it is if this works, I feel like this could be like a testing ground for like big events, like the Super Bowl. I know a lot of people Ooh. don't believe the Super Bowl will be streamed. I believe in the next three to four years, the Super Bowl will be on a streaming I think, service. I think it might have a streaming option, but I, I can't see in the near future Super Bowl being put on on solely streaming just because, like, for a lot of people, that's the one game they'll watch all year long. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see it being solely streaming. I, I can see a streaming option. Right. But I can't, I, I can't um, see them taking off cable. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I can see your side. I, I just feel that, I mean, we had 20-something million people watch the Chiefs game the other week on Peacock, and I think that that was a test to see if fans would uh, um, pay for these services. Um, we'll see, though. I, I find it pretty interesting that Netflix got into it because, like you said, they've never done anything live. Outside of, I think the only thing I know that they've done live was Chris Rock's special. Yeah, that comedy special. Yeah, uh, which was actually pretty funny. If you guys haven't watched it, go check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, but I don't know. I uh, now, question for you. So, um, your your brother, your brother, your brother James J- J- Junkyard James. Mm-hmm. He um he put in the Discord that you know I guess roughly raw hits like possibility of seven, 70 million people in the states through cable mm-hmm. and then i guess netflix they had the possibility of hitting like 270 or whatever he said 270 like 270 million through netflix now do you think that wrestling and raw like their viewership will go up if they're on netflix just because it has the um the, like the ability to be seen by more people or like, you know, you know, if, if you go back and look at, you know, wrestling in general, like Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, you go back to 2005, like between 2000 and 2005, mm-hmm. they're getting 5 million viewers an episode. Right. Now now we're over here praising if we get 2.5, you know what I'm saying? We're like, it was a great week. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so that's the tough part is because because it's not controlled by Nielsen, which does the the ratings. First off, if it do, Raw's ratings aren't going to matter in the way we look at ratings because Nielsen doesn't track that. Um, though you, I'm, I'm sure there will be a way for Netflix to give them numbers. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of think the numbers are going to go up, but it's going to be hard. It d- depends on how they track the numbers because I think a lot of people with it streaming may not choose to watch it live and may just yeah. watch it after. And I, I think I think that would be okay too. I assume Netflix has the ability to track how many unique viewers watched your right. product and like right. in the retention rate and right. all that analytics right. stuff. Absolutely. So, so, so I guess you know this will be another debate point amongst the IWC about well, they're already and ratings they, and all well, they're already say, they already saying Tony Khan uh, was such strong competition it kicked Raw off a of cable. Mm. Uh, that, that that's I saw that today and had had a good laugh with that. Just, just um, wait till Thursday. You have more of that on Thursday. <laughs> um, but but with that, we'll move on. Uh, Wavy D here messaged me uh, and actually reminded me. It's actually <laughs> this Royal Rumble is the twentieth 
anniversary of Chris Benoit winning the Royal Rumble. Unless you ask ESPN, who will say Eddie Guerrero did it. That's actually on their website that Eddie Guerrero won the 2004 Royal Rumble. Really? Uh, it really is. Uh, but he wanted to talk about uh, Benoit, why we should remember him and his work in the industry. So I'm, I'm going to give the floor <clears> to you. <throat> Wait, well, what, why do they say? Well, I know you know that they have a you know the the dark light, you know the no light right. on Benoit. But why does ESPN say? I have no idea. I really have no idea. Because okay, so if, if I if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Benoit get his title shot at like No Way Out or something, and then Eddie won later that year at WrestleMania? Is that how it went? I don't remember that far back to be honest with you. I do know I do know Cody was at. Royal Rumble 2020 or 20, 2004. Cody was there. Uh, I, I can recall when, I guess, when Eddie won his title, I him and Chris were in the ring with their titles together or something. I like for some reason that that picture's in my head. Or, or, or did, did Eddie win at No Way Out? I did, I think one of them won at No Way Out and the other one won at WrestleMania. That's a good question. I, I got, I, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, and I'll get back to you on next right. show about that. But yes, so. For you, for you guys, you know, who remember or don't know or, you know, have been lied to or, you know, were not fans at the time. Yes, 2004 was when Chris Benoit, you know what I'm saying? Some, might be, some people might call him he who shall not be named or uh, Voldemort or, you know, some stuff some stuff like that. But, yeah, Chris Benoit, um, he won the 2004 Royal Rumble. We're at the 20-year anniversary, you know, 2024. Um so, one of the main points that I kind of want to talk about, something that not necessarily grinds my gears, but something that I feel is very hypocritical or, you know, you know, um, what's I'm looking for? Different, um, what's I'm looking for? Not, not, it's hypocritical, but held to different standards or. Um, so like, a, like a double standard? Yeah, double standard yeah. type thing. Where we have. You know, so let me put this out there for you know for all y'all people who be in the comment section. What Chris Benoit did was deplorable and tragic, and his fault. And he was a crazy dude. Yeah, yeah. It was you know saying no excuse for his actions. Okay, we're gonna get that out in front. Okay, but for everyone who wants to who who talks about separating the 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 person from their art, you know, separating the artist from their art, separating the person from their from their art from their work. Like you can't tell wrestling history, I feel, without touching on Chris Benoit. I feel like Chris Benoit was such a very um, important and um, yeah, a very important and very very big part of, of wrestling history, wrestling culture. Um, he did a lot for wrestling industry, and I feel like it's okay to re, you know to recognize and talk about how good he was in the ring while also remembering what he did was a terrible thing. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have, we have individuals, you know, like R Kelly who, you know, he did terrible things. You know what I'm saying? So, some might say even worse. Some might say just, just under what Chris Benoit did. You know, you know some people write their stuff differently. You know, I think what R Kelly did is right up there, right below what Chris Benoit did me personally. Mm -hmm. And people still play his music. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, 
you know, Robert Kelly was a bad man, but R. Kelly made great music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 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 I've had some, you know, supervisors at my college, you know, who were like heads of, um, you know, organizations. I don't want to put out their specific organization, but very integral part, very integral organizations at my university who said that exact quote. Robert mm-hmm. Kelly was a bad man, but R. Kelly made great music. I was a DJ. Why not play R. Kelly music? I was like, I think it was, you know, very appropriate. But I think it's okay to talk about what he did and admire what he did in the ring. Um, you have examples of Carl Malone, who just this past year or so when the All-Star game was in Utah, they were honoring yeah. this man, showing his highlights, having him out, you know, part of All-Star weekend. Meanwhile, it's uh, the, the, these, these are not allegations. These are proven facts that he was a 20... 20 or 21 year old college student who had sexual relations and got a 13 year old pregnant. But everybody wants to put that, you know, under the rug and forget about it and admire his basketball comp- accomplishments. Remind you, he was 2021 20, and got a 13 year old pregnant. Hmm. Proven in the courts 99.3% match. That was, he was the father. So don't come at me. So if, if 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 we're giving people like Carl Malone and R. Kelly these passes, why not you know acknowledge that Chris Benoit has history, and and you're putting a bigger spotlight on him when you're editing out all his like like edit, edit, ed, editing him out of historic clips, like for example when we saw Randy Orton's very first title win. You're like, oh, who do he pin? They're like when they show the clips, they literally show him holding the title. They will show him RK, RKOing and pinning his opponent. They just show him holding the title. And when they do show him pinning, you can't even tell who he's pinning. All they do is show him holding. The, all you see is the guy's boot. Like you, you wouldn't even know Randy Orton beat Chris Benoit for his first world title. And so, you know, I feel like it also if you if you're gonna keep acknowledging what Vince McMahon did for the history of wrestling. Mm-hmm. He got his demons too, so I definitely feel like it's okay to acknowledge what he did and acknowledge what he did. You know, what I'm saying? right, right. You, like you can separate Chris Benoit from Christopher Benoit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And my my last point is, you know, he got his other son, who you know wasn't the one that was with him, but his other son, who somewhat wants to get into the wrestling business, and. You know, legally, he wants to use the name Chris Benoit, but he, but if he does that, he's gonna get blacklisted, or be, you know, he's not gonna get promoted. And I feel like we have plenty of plenty of stars in history who got their demons. Mm-hmm. Why are we signaling out this one person, even though it was tragic? But if if if, if wrestlers can move on and talk about him in documentaries and whatnot, why can't the fans? You know, I'm not saying you gotta watch all his matches and stuff, but just know the history of it. Right. I'm actually right there with you. Um, I'm gonna second what he said. What Chris Benoit did, no one will. No one's gonna sit here and say he did the right thing. Uh, and I know there's gonna be maybe some listeners who are like, "Well, he was framed." I'm not. We're not even gonna get into that debate. That's, yeah, we're not getting into all that. Yeah. I, I don't even care about that. What, what happened happened. Uh, people lost their lives, and I think it's a little bit insensitive to try to spin a conspiracy out of it and that's just my take on it um but yeah i mean we can't not deny 
the history of Chris Benoit. He was, uh, what was his name in New Japan? It was Black Laredo or Black, Black Tiger? Or, well, Black... I, think, I think he translated to Black Tiger or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and so like, we can't take that wrestling history out of the history books. It, it literally happened. You can't, he won the 2004 Royal Rumble. He, you know, dominated the 90s in multiple uh, promotions. Um, and, I just I don't understand why we have to remove him. Like you said, we can acknowledge he did some bad things outside of the ring while still acknowledging, you know, he had a hell of a career. It to me, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I understand why he's not, but I would put him in there. There's a lot of Hall of Famers in the WWE Hall of Fame that have, like you said, done just as bad, if not worse, than what Chris Benoit did. Um, and so, yeah, I do think we have, to, we, we should memorize, uh, memorialize his career and be able to, uh, it's sort of my same thing I say with Hulk Hogan, Terry, yeah. Bale- Terry Balea, I don't care about what, what he did. Uh, like, yeah, he did some bad things. He said some bad things. He's, he's asked for forgiveness for him. And so I'm going to give that to him. Uh, and, but. Hulk Hogan as a wrestler, probably the most important wrestling figure in history. Mm-hmm. And we can't, we, I feel the IWC especially has a hard time differentiating between character and the real person. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is because the wrestling that they like, there aren't, it isn't gimmick based. So like, you know, Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston outside of the ring. He's the same in the ring and outside of the ring. And which is why I tend to uh, like WWE a little bit more. Cause there is that mm. separation between character and, and the person playing the character. Um, the, the, the wrestling they like mm-hmm. is what caused Crispin Watt, in my opinion, to do what he did. The oh, wrestling, yeah, absolutely. The wrestling they, they excuse on a weekly basis is the same type of wrestling that made, in my opinion, Chris Benoit do what he did. Absolutely, absolutely. And there, this may this may be insensitive. This may be a hot a hot take, but I believe at the current rate they are creating more Chris Benoit's. I believe hmm. Darby Allen will have worse CTE than Chris Benoit had. Is, um, is, is this stuff, is this stuff a lot of head stuff or is this stuff more the rest of his body? I, 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 feel, I feel like I feel like Darby will go down the the Jeff Hardy path personally. More than likely, that's probably didn't I, I they just like, wrestle too? That's funny that you said that because I think yeah, they just had a match. They did, yeah. On I free think. TV rampage. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean they're creating th- that style of wrestling is what created the the massive brain injuries, and and that's a whole other thing we could talk about uh yeah. you know wwe realized hey cte is a real thing no one knew about it in the early 2000s nfl yeah. didn't wwe didn't but i'll i'll acknowledge wwe here they found out about it they realized it's serious you know especially after what happened with benoit and chair shots can't happen no more i, I forgot I, I i remember another part of my rant uh-huh. Go ahead. We, we we have we have folks who dress up as ted bundy 
for Halloween. Right. Right. They dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. We got documentaries and TV shows and books and everything written about these guys, quote unquote, glamorizing them and what they did and, you know, fantasizing it. And like, you know, we, we, we got we got folks dressed up as, as these guys for Halloween. And we got folks who forgave O.J. Simpson for what he allegedly did. Like, there's there's numerous people mm-hmm. where this double standard is not being applied to. And I like, you know, you know, there's there's other people who have felt the same kind of like erase from history as Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the wrestling world, I feel like he's kind of like a like a one, like a singular case of like everyone just blacklisted his name, blackballed his name from existence. I feel like he's the for my for my knowledge, there's like the one guy of importance that mm-hmm. everybody has blacklisted from their from history. Right. Yeah, I, I, I um, the only other name I could think of that maybe got the same treatment would be Jimmy Snuka, but even still, they still sort of acknowledge who he is. Bro, he was in wrestling video games growing up. Like he right. was in SmackDown versus Raw, like probably like two thousand five right. through two thousand eight as unlockable characters. Right, and he allegedly killed someone. <laughs> right, so yeah, I, I, I think this is this is sort of just an argument. Uh, I don't really even want to say an argument, but just a, a debate that the fans will continually have. I think we have to memorize what he did. He changed a lot of, you know, he 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 was important for a lot of reasons in wrestling. There was a lot of big segments, you know, without Chris Benoit and, you know. Him and Eddie were super close friends, and I mean, I just yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those characters that like, I get what he did was wrong, but I don't think we have we can't remove him from everything prior to two thousand and what four or five when he he yeah I think it was two thousand well no Eddie Eddie passed away two thousand five so it was it he, was like he, he passed away two thousand six right right. Right, that's right. So we can't, we can't, uh, we can't remove remove him for what he did in two thousand six, and just sort of forget everything before then, because everything before then is what mm. we should, you know. He he passed away before he passed, or well, not passed away. He did what he did. I believe it was before pay per view. He was a no call right, no show. Right, it was like I wanna, the day I, of. I, I want to say it was Vengeance, maybe. I think it was. It was in, I know it was in like Minnesota or something like that. I'm pretty sure CM Punk was his re- was his replacement for the match. If, 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 if I can recall correctly, I think it was 2006 Vengeance, maybe. I'll, 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 I'll let you know next show. <laughs> All righty. We want to hear Cody and James's point of view on this. Right. Absolutely. So moving on, we'll move into predicting the Royal Rumble here. Um, we only have four matches. We have the two Rumble matches. We have the Fatal Four Way. And then we have the match between Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. I think we may get another match made on SmackDown. Uh, they tend to do that like the Friday before the pay-per-view or PLE. They'll, uh, they always add like a fifth match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it would be because everyone else should be in the Rumble. But yeah. Um, so we'll start first with, I don't want to say it's not important, but it is sort of the piss break match of, uh, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. I haven't been paying attention to SmackDown, to be honest. Mm. So it, I want to make sure I got the story. The story is basically like who can hit the 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 right hand first, right? 
Uh, that- a little bit, not 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 too much. So, the from my from my perspective, the story kind of goes like this. So, Kevin, you know, you remember he was he was punching Theory and Waller right. backstage, and then you know he he was getting into it with Logan Paul, and Kevin Owens used his casted hand to punch Logan a couple times, and then Logan, you know, was like saying, when "We have our match legally." You um. You can't wear your thing. You can't wear your cast in the ring. If you do, you forfeit the match or whatever. But and because Logan was like, it's a weapon, and I'm gonna, if you use, it, I'm gonna get my lawyers. I'm gonna tie you up in legal work. And but meanwhile, Logan, you know, just last year was about how he had like a, a metal screw in his hand. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I mean, th- they had a really good segment on the KO show. If you have a chance to watch it on okay. YouTube or whatever. They can't, yo. Logan was cooking on the mic, bro. Like, lo, okay. there was Chef Logan in the building. All right, it, 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 it might not be a P break match. You might have to go during the commercial breaks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I think it's gonna be a good match. All right, uh, who do you think wins it? Oh, I think, I think, I think Logan Paul wins. Mm. I'm putting put money on Logan Paul and. The, 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 uh, okay, I'm just gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna end that Logan Paul wins because we have some community questions that I don't want to spoil. Got giving it. you the rest of my prediction, I'll just give you Logan Paul wins. Heard you on that one. Uh, I do as well feel it's gonna be Logan Paul simply because we're in WrestleMania season and you're not gonna take the belt off him until we get to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's simply the only reasoning I have for it. Um, so then the next match is the fatal four way. And before we predict the winner, is this going to start the show or end the show? That's the only place I could, the only two places that I could see it. Is it going to start or end the show? Um, that may, that may ruin your rumble prediction though. If you, cause if the rock plays into it or not, um, Oh, let's see. So, if it, if it comes on last, what were we thinking? We we open with the women's or open with the men's rumble. So yeah, I do. I actually do believe the the men's rumble is going to start again this year. Okay. Um, because so, so I have that before I even considered The Rock playing a part in the Fatal Four Way. Okay. Um, I just assumed. I feel the women have better potential returns than the men do. Okay. So, like, I feel like, if, let's say Sa- Sasha Banks does show up. You want to end with that? Um, unless the men bring in MJF, then you definitely want to end with MJF. Um, uh, I doubt it. I, I, I doubt, I doubt <laughs> but, it my surprise entrance. but Right. Uh, that's one of those ones where, like, I don't know. I, 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 we'll talk about it when we get to the, to the Rumble itself. But if it, I, I do think the Fatal 4-Way ends, ends the, the card. I think we end with what I'm thinking is we start with the men's. Uh-huh. You have the the U.S. title match, mm-hmm. the women's, then the fail four way. I'm like, what, what? I think there there has to be another match, like a pit. That's like, what I'm thinking. I, like, I have like a, a feeling match. So you I, can't I, like, I, right. So they they put themselves in this really cool position. If they do create a, a fifth match, which I think they will on SmackDown. Um, initially I thought it was going to be the tag team championship, but they set that match for next Monday. Um, 
between DIY and the the Judgment Day. Um, and so that's what I thought the fifth match was going to be. I have no idea what this fifth match will be now, if it's a SmackDown match. Maybe, um, maybe we get like a Waller effect? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, there, ha- there, there does have to be a segment in between the third and fourth match. There has to be. Um, so, like, I don't know. I'm thinking, okay, so if, if, if the fifth match does get announced or whatever planned on SmackDown, what SmackDown program can you kind of put on a pay-per-view of, like, the Royal Rumble or premium, premium live event on the scale of the Royal Rumble? Like, it, it's not enough time to, like, bring in Ray versus Santos. I feel like Ray right. might return so to Rumble or something. Have, have they been building something with um, Street Profits? Or, they, they have a name now. Oh, I forgot what it is. They, they they could do Lashley and the Profits versus Cross and, Cross and, uh, and, and AOP. AOP. Yeah, that's that's been going for like yeah two two and a half two, three weeks right. two three weeks. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, that they put in there sort of as as like a slowdown, sort of like uh, get the crowd sort of rested for the Fatal Four Way type thing. Maybe the women's tag match ends in shenanigans and you push it on to Royal Rumble. Something but like that. Right? I, don't, I don't think Ken Carter and what's Casey are big enough for the Rumble yet, like big enough for the PLE yet. Like, you know, you got the Kabuki Warriors, but I don't think that the actual champs are big enough for the PLE yet. My point of view. I don't know. So it's just. Yeah. I, I, I guess I guess you go Lashley and the Profits versus Cross and AOP. I guess that's the role. You, if, if you want to put a fifth match in there. That that's the only thing I can think of, because you already have both men's titles. Unless you want to do EO defending against somebody, but they haven't really been building her towards anything. Yeah. So, EO Meechin, you run it back at the Rumble. They had a really good match on SmackDown <laughs> the other week or last week, whatever it was. Yeah, bang over match. You just you try somebody to run it back. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I do think they need a fifth match, though. Uh, sort of like a, a cool-down. Uh, but we'll go to predicting the Fatal Four. I don't really think there's much to predict. Roman Reigns retains, doesn't he? Or... Yes. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, you got Roman, AJ, LA, and Randy. Right. So, I mean, like... Everything points to like Roman retains, and like they try to push him to that third place spot, take Hogan's record, right? Because you know, like literally, WrestleMania is the last time, is the last chance for him to lose it until you're going to the record. Because like at SummerSlam, you're only like two months away at that point. You can wait two more months at that point, right? So like WrestleMania is that last point to jump off the ship until you got right to the third, the third um streak, the third record. So, I'm, I'm going to say Roman, but I, but I feel like it's interesting if you explore other ways. Like, if The Rock costs him the title and you, like, somehow give it to Randy, put the title on Randy. You read my mind. That's exactly what I was going to say. R- Randy versus Cody at Mania. Punk versus Rollins. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm say, say Roman for, for prediction purposes. For the tally mark, I'm gonna say Roman. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, same thing. I do think it's going to be Roman retaining. Um, but I think if you're going to cost him the title, this is the only time this year that it would make sense. Um, I know the the Rock said. I think he was on, on first take today. I get a chance to watch it. I saw a couple. And he, he said. Treatments. He said basically he he he. There may be a chance that he wrestles, but he likes the he likes the build more than the match itself. So that leads me to think that they're going to try to draw this out, and we can't. I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure if I can take six months of Roman and Rock sort of feuding with each other. So, uh, I, I think if Rock, I think if Rock comes out at Rumble, I think it's after the fail four. Right. Like, I mean, like, like logistically. You gotta build Roman back up a little bit because a lot of his, def- you know, his defenses were, you know, has a good match, but then he's on the ropes and the bloodline right, build him right. out. So like, so- I th- I think like you know you might bury talent a little bit, but I think if you if you put this match like how Roman won his title in the first place where he stacked Brian yeah. and, and Edge on top of each other, if he stacks Randy Knight and AJ on top of each other and pins all three of them. Right. Asserts his like ultimate dominance what, put him back on top. What I would like is if this match is the end of the show, I'm assuming Solo is going to be in the Rumble. I would like no help for Roman. I need him to win this one clean. Yes. Um, stack him like you just said and win it clean. No Roman, no Paul Heyman interference. Uh, no special Fatu member. Uh, none of that. Just yeah. win it clean. Um, you have an, enough talent here to where, you know, people, first off, I think that would surprise a lot of people if you want it clean. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I, I think, I think he does need to do that. Let's go sort of in the fantasy booking mode. If he does lose the title, it's, it's Randy. You think it's any of the other two or is, is it? Nah, is it- a- a- AJ, he's been gone for a while. Also, I, I feel like amongst the fans, he's 50 50. Like, mm-hmm. so, some people love AJ just for the history of it. Right. Some people are just like, AJ doesn't quite scratch my itch. You right. You know what I'm saying? LA Knight, I feel like he's still really awkward. Like, he has really awkward offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He could talk his ass off. I feel like in the ring, he's a good wrestler, but his offense is really awkward for the defense to take. And I just don't, I don't see LA Knight as your. WWE champion. He he can hold the world heavyweight championship that Rollins got. Right, right. He's not holding that undisputed title right now. I feel. So like I, I, I think Randy's the only one with the caliber to do it. Randy, the fans love Randy. He's he's like he's top four popularity, top three. And also, this gets us one step closer to Randy versus Cena for the record breaking. I like that seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Record breaking seventeen down the line. I think Randy's at. 15 right now? 14 right now? He's 15 or four, 14 or 15. I don't remember exactly. I think he's at 14. If he wins, right. he'll be at 15. Right. And, and then he just needs to win like one more time. Maybe he gets the world heavyweight. And then right. you know, he's at 16, vacates it. Him and Cena, end of an era for the record breaking 17 title. Right. Who's the retires match? Boom. Book me. Hire I like me. it. I like it. I like it. Uh, especially with Cena saying that he, he ain't got much left. We got to get. 
that has to be Cena's last match. I'm sorry. It's got to be him against Randy. That's got to be the retirement match. For, 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 for the 35th time, you know what I'm <laughs> Look, I could sit there and watch all 30, 30-something matches they've had. Those were some of the, the best matches I, re- I remember. Um, so let's talk about these two rumbles. We'll start with the women. Mm. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll our, – our good uh, friend in the CWC, uh, Snuggles, has a – a game that we're all in, and we basically um, send, in, send in our pick. So we'll, we'll sort of just go down some of his questions he asked. Um, so we, we picked three different winners or people we thought were going to win. And we so ranked I'm, them. And ranked them right. So I'm going to uh, – um, so you go ahead and give your answers. Who do you think? So it's what he well, did. I, my number one is Bailey. For the Women's okay. Royal Rumble, who's okay. your number one? My number one is a, a dark horse. I don't know if she actually wins, but it's Jade. Jade, Jade Cargo. Cargo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, when I made this, this was before I I, uh, I um, realized what they're probably going to do, and it's going to be Jade versus Bianca at Mania. Yeah, we, uh, we, we did that was a couple weeks out. We did, we did them like the right. same night a couple weeks out. Right. Um, but... Yeah, I do have Jade. Um, I'm, I kind of regret making that my pick, but we're going to stick with it. But here's your number two potential winner. So, Jay Cargill did not make my top three. Right. Um, my number two was – I might want to switch it now, but what I, have, what, what I have currently locked in is Bianca. Bianca okay. Belair at my number two. I have Bailey at number two. I really think there's a strong chance Bailey wins this. Mm. Um. And then your number three. My number three rounded out was Becky Lynch. Okay, that's a safe. That's a safe. I have Kyrie Sane. Okay. Um, I I think if I think there may be there's going to be a damage control turn in some place, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, I have predictions, and that we'll talk about in a minute of how I think that's going to happen. But it would not surprise me if Kyrie wins this and sort of does the Batista Triple H turn. <sighs> Where Batista won the Royal Rumble and Triple H tried to have him, was it JBL? He tried to get him the face. Yeah. And Batista then chose uh, Triple H. Mm-hmm. I think we could have that type of match between EO and Kyrie. Okay, I think okay. we could go down that that path. So, so you're thinking you're thinking that maybe they make they're making the Bailey turn too obvious, or the ba- you know the Bailey turning on Bailey a little too obvious that they might so go my, curveball. My, so my actual sort of prediction goes into sort of a spoiler of who I think is going to be a surprise pick. But I think – I do think it's going to be Bailey that turns. And I think it's going to set up Bailey, Sasha, and Trinity or Naomi, whatever she goes by, versus um, Asuka, Kyrie, and Io. Probably at Elimination Chamber. But okay. that's assuming the other two show up. Okay. Um but if that doesn't happen, it wouldn't surprise me if a turn happens with, with Kyrie versus EO. Because I know that's been a match that's been rumored that the fans want. And it would be probably one of the better matches of the year if it did happen. See, my, my, my thinking, the reason I got Bailey number one is, well, the main reason I don't have Bianca and Becky up there is because mm-hmm. I feel like the Royal Rumbles should be, um, the winner should be kind of like someone to elevate them to that WrestleMania right. spot. Right, I feel like people like Becky, Bianca, like seeing the back in the day, like they didn't have mm-hmm. to win it. 
Wesley, right. he, he did have to right. win it. Like those right. guys can literally just walk out there at the star power and say, "I want a match, absolutely the title," and they, and they and they could believably get it. I feel right. like events like Rumble and Money in the well, Bank should be given to those right. to elevate them. And that's part of the reason I don't think Becky's going to win because I didn't she just walk up to Rhea and say, "I want to beat you." Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so I, I, Becky Lynch is, you know, she was my 2023 women's of the year wrestler of the year. Mm. She has the star right. power and the, the, the resume to just walk up to any women's champion and say, I'm, I'm having a match against you. Yes. Um, and so I could see her winning it, but she doesn't have to win it. Mm. Um, I think it, like, I'm with you. It should be a person that gets elevated similar to when, sh- when, sh- I liked when, like, when Charlotte won it, she did elevate Rhea that one year mm. at WrestleMania for the NXT title. Um, and so I, I, I think we should do something similar to that where it elevates. And Bailey does need a little bit of a, a push. Yeah. yeah. So she, she's only one of the four, four horsewomen to not main event mania. Right. That, 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 that brings me to another rant that I'll hit you with <laughs> later on. Later on. Right. Right. Um, my, my final four for the women's is, you know, my top three, Bailey, Bianca, Becky. And I was throwing in Sasha Banks for my, my four, my final four. Sure. I'm with you on – it's going to be my top three. So, Jade, Bailey, Kyrie. And my fourth is going to be Nia Jax. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think she get. I would not be surprised if she wins it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. There's a strong chance the way they've been booking Nia Jax here recently, and The Rock being on the board of the directors, board directors. WrestleMania might just be the any Samoan gets a gets a match, and uh, they, they they spawned another one. You saw that, like like Roman Reigns' cousin or something. They started <laughs> they started training. He looked he, he looked just like Jimmy and Jay, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a. Another bro- they, one of their younger, the, younger, I think his name is. Yeah, I think like their younger, bro- the youngest brother, because there's four Fatu brothers. Oh no, and, the, the, this one was Roman's cousin who oh, who oh, was okay. Jimmy and Jay's brother. Okay, different, different. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. There, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of. There's a lot of them. Uh, oh. who, who's your um, surprise entrance for the Women's Royal Rumble? If you if you want to give your criteria for what for what we established okay. as a surprise, but so surprise for me is anyone that hasn't wrestled since i think what we said SummerSlam or survivor series survivor series survivor series okay so yeah two three months that makes a lot of sense um now the obvious one is Liv morgan that's not actually on my list i think that's the obvious one i think you have her no you I, don't okay so I'm, I'm that's, that's who i switched out Corey jade with <laughs> i had cora but right I so my list, I've already mentioned t- three of them, basically. Uh, Naomi, Sasha, and Jade, I think, will be surprise entrances. Um, I then added Tiffany Stratton, because uh, I think if there's an NXT call-up, she's the most ready and obvious pick to put up here. Plus, I think, um, I was watching Santi's app, and he mentioned this, that Santi. he, yeah, he, uh, he, he believes... There's going to be two NXT call-ups, and it's going to be the two that had feuds with Becky. So Lyra and Tiffany Stratton will be the only two NXT call-ups, is what he he believed. Tiffany's going to be in it. There's just no way you don't put her in that. Mm. Now, the last uh, 
surprise entrant. It's actually it's a tag team, and it's the Iconics. Iconics. I think Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are on their way back. The inspiration. Um, the inspiration. If you are TNA lovers. <laughs> If anything, definitely Peyton Royce. I don't know if Billy Kay. I haven't heard much about her, but I have definitely heard about uh, Peyton. But they're going to Australia next month. That's where they're from. Mm. Uh, so I definitely can see them coming back. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of fantasy booking right now. <laughs> um, so what about you? What's some of your surprise entrances? Um, so I got five names. Okay. Um, Jade Cargill, mm. Trish Stratus. Naomi slash Trinity and Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet. My fifth one was Cora Jade, who I believe was definitely in the cards until, right. you know, the unfortunate you know, pra- 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 prayers to the girl. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she broke her knee and broke up with Brown Breaker. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man. Shout, shout out to my girl, Cora Jade. Um, I, I emailed Snuggles and he, he approved my substitution. <laughs> I got, I put Roxanne Perez. In that spot, I got, I got, she, I she does. She does have one rumble under her belt. She was. She, she does was in the one from last year. So she I got. I got a little bit of some gripe I got against NXT here. I'm gonna just go ahead and use this since you mentioned her name. Why the hell did Roxanne Perez win the 20 woman battle royal? Because for Vengeance Day, she she don't need the belt again. Yes, she do. <laughs> she, she, she's like the she's like the most like the one I have the biggest connection with. You know what I'm saying? As right. Fan, I, feel, I, I feel that. But I don't know about know. you. Lyra Valkyrie does nothing for me when I watch her. I saw her live. She does nothing for me, me personally. <laughs> I like Tiffany Stratton. She's cool. I, so I, I feel yeah. that because when she did, when Lyra debuted, I thought the same thing. Mm. It took the Becky Lynch feud to get me to get her over with me. But even still, she is a little bit, a little bit, and the whole little thing they got going with Tatum Paxley sort of like stalking her and like it's, it's I don't know it's a little bit weird so, uh, you're more of an right. NXT guy you're more into in, in the NXT people than I am right when I was watching the 21 battle royal you know I watched the whole thing mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying go on YouTube they got the full match on YouTube for y'all who trying to watch it but you know when it came down to the final four I, yeah. I'd be I'd be hearing the names I know they were kind of important but I know Roxanne Perez you know what I'm saying she she got right. that she got the, the Booker T rub of, of approval. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel that. I feel that. Um, let's see. Um, oh, and yeah. I, I think I think the Royal Rumble for the women's is a, is a SmackDown winner. I think. Yes. Because yes. the, men, the men's is raw. Like Absolutely. And WWE was smart about this. They took all the top men from SmackDown, put them to fill four. That way they can't. They weren't. They weren't chopped liver in the Rumble. Right. Um Okay, so oh. then the next one, uh, do you think a male gets involved? No. Uh, unless it's Tazawa, but nah. Right. Um, most eliminations? Most eliminations. I actually have Nia Jax with this one. I got Jade Cargill. I think I think it's a way to make her look dominant in her debut without mm-hmm. her winning it. Right. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, let's see, longest entrant. Who do you think is going to be in that longest Liv Morgan. That's that's actually I've heard that a lot from people. Um, I, I think she enters like four or five or something, and like makes it's like the final six or something. Right. I actually have Kyrie. Basically, I have her at number two. 
and okay. lasting to the final four. Um, and then so this was actually fun what he added. He had us pick number one, number two, number five, 10, 15, 20, 25, and 30. So who are your first two? Because one and two are technically the same entrant. <laughs> who starts the match for you? Chelsea Green. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give her you give her, her time to walk to the ring, get her, you know, get her persona. Chelsea right. Green, she she's a she's a star, bro. She might have the Absolutely. best ring skills, but she right. got the persona of a star. Right. Absolutely. And then number two walking out with her, Maxine Dupree. You got you got the Ooh. two beautiful gals who you give Maxine a little chance to, you know. You right. Know, so she got a little bit, you know, a little wrestling while the ring's not full. Even though her, even though her lack of ability might make her better for like when the ring's kind of full. Right. Bari got Chelsea Green, Maxine Dupree. My, my my first two. All right. So y'all gonna laugh at mine. Of course, I already said Kyrie is gonna be number two, but I got Natalia at number one. <laughs> Just get her out of the way, but. Uh, not as interesting as his start of the match. Mine is. I, I want you to think I'm, a, I'm an Italian hater. I am an Italian hater, but <laughs> but I respect her while I hate her. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm right. saying I, I think she got to take that Tyus O'Neill role, be be an ambassador for the WWE. She's right. a great person. She, we just not connected. Right. Who's number five entrant for you? All <laughs> right. This girl is top five. Of Wavy D's babes of the WWE, okay? <laughs> Top five. Zoe Sarks. Oof. Oof. I don't know if I got we're gonna have to debate this list of yours. But no. <laughs> um number five for me is Nia Jax. I think she okay. she again, she's also uh gonna last a while. Um he's number well, ten for you. Well when I think Nia Jax though. She's that she's that person who comes in when the ring is full and everybody kind of sits stills and watches her. <laughs> five five too early. Mm-hmm. We'll no, see. No, number ten, I got the pit bull Ivy Nile. Okay, I feel like that's a good spot for her to enter a little early. You know what I'm saying? Right. I got Peyton Royce here. A little bit, a little bit of a play on her husband, which we'll probably talk. We'll, we'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> uh, number fifteen. Number fifteen, I got. The lights go dark. It's a May A A A Z, and you got feel the glow. Naomi comes out number fifteen. Oh, that'd be that'd be crazy if they turn the lights on off in the middle of the match. And then yo, <laughs> the light the lights go out, and then you look at the ramp. There's a pair of walk like glowing shoes come out. Ooh, I like the jacket. You know, get a little white two day white two jade white Chris Jericho jacket. Right, and then just feel the glow. All right, uh, fifteen for me is Bailey. Okay, uh, th- I think this is about the area where it's, it's enough time for her to sort of say I was in there for a long time. Somewhere uh, at thirteen. Okay, uh, who's number twenty? I really need the question. Bianca, my, Be- Bianca Belair. I really question my decision making here. <laughs> I have Dakota Kai in this, but I don't. I don't even. She can't wrestle. <laughs> She's so. not even here yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really question my decision making here. Um, we're just gonna say that that didn't happen. Who's number twenty five for you? Jay Cargill. Okay. I got Shotzi at twenty five. This feels like a place Shotzi would okay, would okay. Uh, would show up. Um, and then you're number thirty. Sasha Banks. 
Mine is Jade Cargill. I think Jade's okay. gonna. I think Jade's gonna win for number thirty. That's what I absolutely believe. I don't necessarily. I like your idea of you know having her come in and destroy people and get the most eliminations, mm. but I think for me, I don't necessarily. I don't know if she's ready yet because we haven't seen her in the ring yet, and so I don't want her to potentially expose herself. And so I think she comes in with like five or six people left in the mm-hmm. Rumble, and doesn't really have to do all that much to but win. At that point, though, if she comes out at 30, she wins it, you right. got her, you got to put her at WrestleMania in the big lights. Right. Championship match. Yeah. Well, with a girl who don't speak English, respectfully. So so they, they can't call spots on the fly. I feel you on that one. I feel that. I feel it. My idea, though, when I, when I picked this, though, which was – more of I I felt Jade was gonna pick Rhea as the match, um, okay, and then I and then my idea was Jade and Rhea and then Bailey and Io, okay, okay, at, at Mania that was my idea, um, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, we 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 got, we got different women's matches in, in mind, right? All right, so let's move to the men's. Same idea here. Uh, so who's your your number one winner? CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, same here. CM Punk. I think this is probably the most obvious pick. Is it Um, too obvious? That's the thing I've been thinking the last couple days. Like they've made it super obvious, or make it feel super obvious that they're going to swerve us and go some other way. Our truth is going to end up winning this thing. And (laughs) who's your number two winner? Drew McIntyre. I have Gunther. I th- Gunther has declared oh, yeah. for the Rumble, right? Yes. He's, yeah. So I, I think Gunther could potentially win it. In, in my booking, I got Gunther versus Brock Lesnar WrestleMania. And that's why I have him. I think Brock will be in, involved and will be the one to eliminate Gunther uh, personally. Yeah. Um, or Gunther eliminates Brock. But that's probably going to be the match. will be Brock and, and uh, Gunther. And then number three for you. For potential winners, my, my my number three was for style points. I was reaching here. Um, it's very unlikely, but I got MJF as my number three. <laughs> so you're reaching, and I'm also reaching because mine's LA Knight. Now, I, here, picture this. This is why I think the Fatal Four Way needs to start the show. And have it be like 15, 20 minutes. Give LA Knight time to sort of be like a, a surprise entrant towards the end to give this idea that he may win. Okay. Um. I still think there's enough fan power behind LA Knight to put him in a situation to where he could challenge for a world title down the line. But I'm with yeah. you. He can't. He can't hold the undisputed. Give him the world heavyweight. That's fine. But he it's can't be the. Though. He can't be the top dog to me. Who's your final four? Oh, it's wild though. Neither of us got Cody Rhodes in our top three. I'm tired of Cody. I'm <laughs> fucking tired of seeing him on my on my screen. To be honest, he, I want something different. I want. Cody to win the chamber to get a shot at the title. Right, I feel that. That's also my. That's also my. my that was also my mindset. My my um, final four is um CM Punk, Drew Mac. Oh, I I hedged my bet a little bit here. I hedged my bets. <laughs> I I include MJF in the final four. <laughs> CM Punk, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, and Braun Breaker. Oof. So I have Punk, LA Knight, Gunther, and the main man Dominic Mysterio. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I'll, I'll get to Dominic later in this prediction. Okay. okay. He has a, he has, he's an answer for him for one of mine. So let's uh, uh, name your surprise entrances, all five. MJF, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Sean Spears, and Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zach Ryder. Right. So I have Dillinger and Ryder as well. I have Carmelo Hayes. I have Braun Breaker. So you had MJF. I don't because I don't actually believe he's coming to WWE. I, I think he's secretly already signed with AEW and he's hurt. He's legit hurt yeah. taking time off. My I do have a special entrant from a different promotion though, and that is Okada. Um, yeah. He the rumors are really heating up this week with him coming to WWE. Um, and I'm I've heard these rumors since about November. And then they sort of died off. And then the rumors were, you know, because he's been working with TNA the last couple months. Yeah. And so um, then I thought he was going to sign there, but he hasn't signed there yet. He's still free agent. Now, the problem we have is his contract with New Japan doesn't end to the 31st. Yeah. Um, however, I wonder if part of the deal of sending, um, shit, who was it? They just. Uh, they're sending someone over to uh, WWE. Sending someone over to Japan. I think it's Dempsey. Okay. To fight, and I wonder if part of the deal is we get we get Okada a little early, yeah, a little early. Um, but I don't know. I'm I, I, if so, if I think he comes to WWE when it, if yeah. not Rumble, then definitely the, at the, some point. The rumors heated up a little a little more today. Right. Saying that, uh, I, f- I forgot the name of the, the 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 company, or you know the the um the journal or whoever. It started with a P, but their sources were saying that there was a higher up New Japan talent who is close to Okada that said WWE is a pretty much a done deal that he's coming to WWE. That makes me that makes me so excited because also, the- re- realistically, how much money would it be to buy out the rest of his contract that last R- week or whatever? Right, right, right. Um, but it makes me excited for two reasons. Because Okada said he wants a challenge. Mm. Well, AEW is the same thing as New Japan. There's no challenge there. You're going to be doing the same shit that you've been doing. Same thing if you go to TNA. You're going to be top of the card. No challenge. Come to the one place you haven't been to. Mm. And and that's WWE. I think him and Shinsuke will get involved. And, and that's that's going to be the Mania match. Mm. Um. So we all agree Raw's the winning brand since we both have CM Punk. Yes. Do you think a female gets involved? Rhea Ripley. Absolutely. That's the only female I could think that gets it. She's the only one that makes any sense. And she's not even in a match, so she got nothing better to do. Right. Absolutely. Um, is there a faction member that eliminates a, another member of that faction? R-Truth eliminates JD, and then Damian Priest eliminates R-Truth. Okay. So I, I do have... Our truth as it, but I have him eliminating Priest. He's been fucking with Priest a lot here recently, including Monday night. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think Truth eliminates Priest. Uh, who do you have with the most eliminations? Gunther. I like that pick, but it's not my pick. My pick is Solo Sokoa. Okay. I've been saying, and I hope I'm right, that Solo Sokoa will have his breakout year in 2024. Um, 
And this is how you start it. Do- make him dominate the Rumble, but not win it. Uh, I think he comes out super early, maybe like 10, 15 around there. Uh, actually, I think I have, I don't even have, maybe sometime around 10 to 15. He's not on my list there. But uh, who's the longest entrant to you? Dominic Mysterio. I'm with you on that one. Dominic. <laughs> Dominic. It, it, Dominic, you're going to be thrown out right away or uh-huh. last forever. Right. I think, I think he breaks his dad's record. Even though it's not that's the exactly that's exactly that's exactly where my that's exactly where my head was. I, um, and so when we come to these entrances, I have him starting the match, and I think he goes like 65, 70 minutes, breaks his dad's record, and then gets no. eliminated. Do, do, uh, I, I'll save it for after this because I, I don't want to ruin, ruin the mojo of the, the predictions here. But I got, <laughs> I, I got a Dominic scenario. I want to fly by you after. All right. Um, so like, who's I, your number? Oh, yeah, number, my winning number is 27. Mine is 22. I think Punk comes out 22. If, if I'm not mistaken, 27 is like the third winningest number. Yeah. It was the, the most winningest for a while, but then 30 and like one or whatever. Yeah. Are tied or whatever. Or 30th took over, and then it's one right. and then 27. Right. Who's starting the match for you? Who are your first two entrances? All right. We're starting us off, we're starting us off with a with – a, Banger. Oh boy. Finn Balor. Is Dragon Lee healthy? He or is. Healthy enough? Yeah. Finn Balor and Dragon Lee. That's a banger. Well, especially now that well, Dragon Lee is healthy now, but I think tonight he's fighting uh Oba Femi and for the uh title. Oh, he just looked over. Are you watching NXT? <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but it has something, <laughs> has something to do with the world title picture. Oh shit! Oh shit! Don't now. Now I gotta end the show. No, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, we'll watch it in the morning. Um, who's? That's what it. I forgot to put a number five. Who's your number five? I gotta go back to my email and see who I. The number five is Cedric Alexander. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I got an email like a week after I put this in from Snuggle saying you forgot a number five. So now I got to go back in and see who my number five was that I sent to him. Okay. Uh, why why, why look at your email? So the reason I got a little excited looking at the TV is there was there was more tension building up between Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, and then Dragunov was on the outside being held back by officials. Okay. And, then, and then it looked, you know, Carmel was giving Trick Williams the look. Trick Williams has back turned. Right. Carmel was giving the look. I thought Carmel was about to jump him, but they're uh, slow burning it still. He ain't doing They're yet. slow burning it. Okay, so it. No, number five for me is Tazawa. Okay. Okay. We, we have similar kind of talents. Yeah. L- lower card guys who yeah. are good wrestlers, but, you know, they're not shining right, right. now. Right. Number 10. shining, though. Number 10. This is easy. Right. Ty Dillinger, baby. Strong yes, Spurs. Yep, yep, without a doubt. If he's here, it's 10. And it, the, I, this is where an area where you can turn the lights off and just the music, 10. <laughs> That'll, oh, man, I will jump out of my chair. I really will. Number 15. Chad Gable. I got Damian Priest at this point. Okay. And I also think by 15, all four, five members of Judgment Day will be in. Okay. At, at that point. Uh Who's number 20 for you? The Nigerian giant Omas. 
Let's go. I don't have him on here, but number 20 for me is Okada. Uh, so okay. my I'm sort of going off of pr- uh, history. Like Edge returned was like 21. And so around here is where that big return happens. Yes. Um, so 25. Five. 25 is the boy, Bobby Lashley. Okay. Um I have Cody Rhodes. Okay, okay. Um and then who's number 30 for you? <laughs> MJF. Yeah, I got MJF as well. I had to hedge my bets, but MJF. <laughs> <laughs> I have that as well. Um Now, my now, now we're kind of past the rumble predictions a little bit. My my um my prediction on Dominic Mysterio is or my question is are, are will it be too redundant if we kind of go back to the Dom and Ray kind of storyline and, and and we get that hair versus mask match at Mania this year or or is it too soon to revisit that because I know Ray just signed that new contract so he's he's not going to be leaving yet. Um. Or, or we into that Santos versus Ray kind of thing now. I'm I'm leaning more towards Santos and Ray. Um, but I could see them going back to Dom and Ray. It wouldn't surprise me, especially if a certain someone returns and takes Santos's um attention away. That yeah, is that certain someone named Andrade. Andrade, yep. Or you know, or you guys' attention with um, what's his name? You got um, well, no, Car- Carlito's the head of LWO. What yeah. if Andrade comes over, takes over LWO, and then you got like Andrade, and then his his boys, Wild and uh, what's his name, versus um, Lingaro del Fantasma or whatever. <laughs> Excuse my my um, Spanish. Like, I don't know. I, I guess it's too yeah. soon, but I want to see that Ray versus Dom, hair versus mask, or hair versus career, something kind of match. Like I just want to give Dom that ultimate, ultimate heel heat, and like, like he'll go Super Saiyan three type shit. Like right now, Dom is Super Saiyan heat. I want to see that Super Saiyan level three, like Ultra Instinct heat. I feel you. I feel you. Um, I think eventually we'll get it. I do. I don't know if this year we'll get it. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't mind it. Especially, I, I definitely think Judgment Day needs to sort of just break up. It's kind of becoming that comedy gimmick again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's um move forward. Uh, the next thing was just the questions from uh, from our Discord. So if you guys are not in the Discord and you're listening to this. Go click the link. You can ask us topics or questions, and we got a lot to cover here. Uh, first one is from Kara. What is something that you uh, and DJ Wavy D would change about the Royal Rumble annually to make it more fun? I think you gave your answer on the Discord. Uh, what, what would be something that you would do to make Royal Rumble a little bit more fun? Um, I forget. I forget if I, I forget if I answered her question in the Discord, but. Um, I do have this like okay. Uh, it, it's it's like a whole other match, right? Involves the Royal Rumble. You mix the Royal Rumble with the Money in the Bank, okay? 
and you get like 15 competitors that come out, you know, every like three minutes or whatever, and they enter into this ladder match, almost like a lower, like money bank hybrid. That's a little out of the fucking, you know, wazoo. <laughs> so what I would do for the Royal Rumble is I like what they did this year, where they only like announced like five names per each match. Okay. And then kind of like everyone's kind of surprised. Like I hated like you know where it got to the point where like you know with Vince right. Creative where we had like 20, 27 names around the fucking jumbotron advertising the match. And right. Like and, like and then the and then the three yeah, extras. Then the extra, the three extras were Hurricane, Bubba Ray, Bubba Ray, and and Booker T. <laughs> exactly. So I do uh, like how they have the less names. Uh-huh. Oh, and I guess I would change it from because I, I, I do feel that the, that this might be another conflict that arises at this year's Mania. Instead of promising a main event title match, just promise just a, a title uh, match right at WrestleMania. I like that. Because, I like that as well. Um, so my answer to this is I actually like the way NXT did that women's 20 woman battle Royal. And mm-hmm. then you got to the final four and it became a fatal four way match. I think that changes Royal rumble significantly mm-hmm. in that, um, you know, let's just take my top four. Let's say. You have uh, Nia Jax, uh, Kyrie, um, Jade Cargill, and Bailey in the ring. You know, in an over the rope, over the top rope situation, they could be hard to get Nia Jax out of the ring. But yeah. if I have to pin her, okay, that's easier. And then it, I don't have to worry about eliminating three other people. Mm. I just got to get one pinfall. And so I think that changes the the dynamic. And that doesn't have to be it that way every year. Um, but I think doing it every now and then makes it a little bit more entertaining. Maybe even, uh, like AEW used to do, um, their like battle Roy, Royette roulette or whatever they called it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, no, uh, casino and, battle Royal. Yeah. Where they had like 10 people at a time enter and then they had the Joker uh, person to end the match doing something not necessarily like that because AEW fans will then complain that we're stealing from them but um, I don't know just changing up the format of Royal Rumble every year to hear me out hear me out <laughs> oh boy I know you're not a fan I already know you're not a fan we talked about it a little bit before but what TNA kind of got their own Royal Rumble but it's like an intergender Royal Rumble I know you hate that but that's like one thing you can float out there or a tag team Royal Rumble where tag teams enter together Ooh. and the winner gets a tag team championship match. I, I like that. Now, is it so? Let's say we do the tag team one and let's say, uh, well, the Usos aren't together anymore, but let's say they were. Is it you need both people eliminated separately or if one goes over, the whole team's out? I think, I think it, you got they go over separately. Go so over separately. Both, both guys got to get thrown over. Okay. I like so, I, that's the way I would do it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move on. Um who who I think Witter the Witters asked this one. Uh how do you how do you think the elimination chamber matches will be booked? Uh sometimes we get uh a title defense in each match or one's a title match, one's a number one contender. Uh 
I personally think the women's will be for the title, Rhea, Rhea's title, and Rhea's going to dominate because it's in Australia. Okay. Um, yeah. And then the men's will be a number one contender match, and Cody Rhodes is going to win. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw a couple scenarios at you. Okay. So the question kind of got answered a little bit on this past Monday Night Raw, but when we were going, you know, in the Discord, when we were speculating, if Rollins drops the title, what happens? And I right. was like, the winner of the Rumble versus the winner of the Elimination Chamber. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. So a lot. that way you get like Punk who wins the and then Rumble Cody. versus like Cody wins the Chamber. Right. Punk versus Cody at, you know, whatever, whatever. Or, you know, like Drew versus Priest. Or, you know, you, you can, you know, you got different ways. There, there's some know. things you can do. Yeah. I like that. Um, I actually like that a lot. Another way is, you know, I feel like the women's one is kind of set in stone where you got Rhea doing her thing. Right. But I definitely think it's time to have another tag team elimination chamber. I like the the one they had. I forgot how long ago it was. But I enjoyed the tag team elimination chamber. I feel like I feel like it would be nice to bring that back. You know, a lot of people to kind of coordinate in a, you know, you know, in a giant cage match, essentially. Right. I feel like you can get a lot of stuff done in there. Especially if you do a men's one, you can do a women's one too. They build up a lot of women's tag teams, but imagine like a elimination chamber tag team match of DIY Street Profits, Oof. the Creed Brothers. Oof! Oh, bro, don't even get the Creed. AOP, and then you got the tag Damian Priest right. and Finn Balor. You cooking right now? And then. Bro, the, the creeds day. and the the, the, day. We'll the, cre- day the, the creeds and the prophets in the chamber. That'll be crazy. Mm, That'll be crazy. Book me, uh, go. Too many. Book me bro. Book I'm me. I'm catching the flight to Australia. Bro, I'll I'll, I'll book your mid card. I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the the match. Triple H, you just gotta get us to the match. Right. Um. Let's see. So I think Witters asked this one as well. If Seth is actually hurt and will miss WrestleMania, how would you book? CM Punk's road to WrestleMania. I think it's easy. Put him in. I need. I need Punk and Cody if that's the case. Um, yeah, it says it says it's hurt and he's not going to be at Mania. Punk Cody, he kind of called it audible. Right. Like, yo, if we get Roman versus Rock, you know, like yo, Cody, like you know, so. So I hate to say, us, but like, right, is the Rock. Like, so, so like, I hate, I hate to say this, but Seth Rollins, if he is legitimately hurt, this is sort of like. A blessing for the booking team because yes. there there was a lot of clutter with okay if if cody wins and punk wins like say cody wins the chamber and punk wins rumble well punk would choose seth and which means we would have to get cody versus roman but then we have the rock also so now that puts one of these superstars well i mean that's assuming that the men's elimination chamber match is a number one terrorist match and not just right Right. Men's tag match, or, or uh, right. Whew, I'm cooking right now. Yo, <laughs> a men's United States Championship elimination chamber match. Logan Lo- Paul, look at Logan Montez Paul, Ford, Kevin Owens, Montez Ford cooked last year in the elimination chamber. Ricochet, Bronson Reed. Mm. Woo! I'm cooking <laughs> over here, yeah. Chad Gable. Yo, I know he's on Raw, but. Um, Gunther IC elimination match. I'm yeah. cooking, bro. I'm cooking. 
So the, now that you mentioned that, there's a guy we never talked about maybe potentially coming back, and that dude's name is Sheamus. And I think that he's coming okay. after that IC title. I think he's going to switch to Raw now that they removed. The they moved. Brutes. They, yeah. they moved Pete Dunn because yeah. now that they now that they fucking ruined him back to fucking boring ass Pete Dunn. Uh, ah. <laughs> I know that's going to piss people off, but I preferred Butch over Pete Dunn. Uh, ah. Okay. Just as a character, because this is I knew this was going to happen uh, when what's his name Ridge left. That Triple H was going to revert Pete Dunn back. Yeah. Uh, he's a Triple H guy. I get it. It's yeah. fine. I don't really care. I just, at least with Butch, he had a character that's not just, you know, I get in fights uh, mm. and I'm a bruiser weight. I just, I don't know. I was never a big fan of Pete Dunn in NXT. Maybe that's just my hatred for black and gold <laughs> showing. But, but you, uh, you, you were coming to a good point before when you're talking about there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. So if Seth goes down or he's hurt and who knows what happens, right? It, it lightens up the low for creative because right now you got possibilities of people who are in the kitchen right now. You got The Rock smelling what he's cooking, Roman, right? You got something with Cody, something with Seth, something with Punk. You got Drew McIntyre up there. You still got Priest with the contract. You just got too many people trying to cook right now, right? And I don't know about you, but after that promo with Cody Rhodes and CM Punk on Monday. I need that match as soon Ooh. as possible, because you think in chamber or you think that's that's WrestleMania. I, it has to be a Mania match. That's the only place I could see it actually meaning anything. Mm. Um, so did you do like a? Do you find some way to do, just do like a blood feud where like they both kind of get distracted and are you know? Because like, like you you got like you have the potential of like three or four men's matches that can main event both nights, right? So that, and that's why it's tough for the women this year, right? right. Like, you know, like you know, the women are great wrestlers, but their stories aren't quite where the men's are right now. You know, they got the talent in the ring, right? Like you know, Rhea right now, she's not really in the story with anyone. You know, saying her is going to be strictly Rumble related, maybe Chamber related. You know, right. Io, hers is going to be strictly Rumble related. Like they don't got the blood fuse that where it's like we're booking it for three, four months out. Right. Right. Um, Witters asked this one. This is a, a little bit to lighten the load here. Which are which are better, waffles or pancakes? It's a great question. I'll let you go first. I'm curious. Uh, I'm going team pancake. Okay. Okay. I got a complicated answer. My answer was complicated too. So, but I, I sort of simplified it. I think I don't really care. Because they're technically the same thing. No, they're not. Oh, it's batter that's fried. It's not the same thing. <laughs> they're the same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, what's your answer? All right. On average, okay? On average, pancakes are better. Okay. But the best waffle is better than the best pancake. Okay. I will say this. It depends on what I'm eating with them so like if i'm just doing like breakfast where like bacon eggs sausage i'm going pancake because that's more breakfasty to me however waffles like chicken and waffles without a fucking doubt fucking southerners chicken <laughs> <laughs> <Speaking of> waffles <laughs> oh. now they're both breakfast food don't, don't, don't let them fool you 
pancakes and waffles are both breakfast food, bro. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think I, I think if I have to give an answer, I am I would prefer pancakes over over waffles. That's just me though. All right, whether it's, you know, let, let, let me know if you agree. Whether it's pancakes on average, but the best <laughs> the best waffle is better than the best pancake. All right, uh, and then he also asked, "Convince us, casual fans, why should people who gave up on AEW tune back in?" Shouldn't. No I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> That's no. my answer. You shouldn't. But... No, no, no. Okay, so people who gave up on AEW. So I guess the real questions are: When did you give up, and why did you? And give why up? did you give up? Right. Because you know AEW, as much as we like to bash on it. It has its place in the wrestling world, and it's a good thing that it's right, around. Right. You know, is there things that we don't like about it? Yeah, there's plenty of things we don't like about it. But AW as a living promotion is good for business. And so if you want to see who can bust out the biggest tricks and the biggest move sets and use everybody's finishers in one single match, go ahead and watch AW. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna see some cool moves, you're gonna see some athletic, some athletic motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see some good stuff. And, you know, you know they're going to tell you they got storylines. Their storylines are all strictly match-driven from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't had too much, like, outside-the-ring match stuff outside the devil. A lot of their stuff is like, oh, yeah, we got a blood feud between these guys that go back decades. Or, you know what I'm saying? You, got, you should have seen them back at Starcade 95, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, these, these guys on the playground back in kindergarten. You ain't seen that mixtape back in the day. You see that TMZ clip that mm, right, right. Yeah, like, you know, say they got like this is in the ring storytelling, like I'm the best wrestler there is. Like no, if you want to see, you know what I'm saying? So if you want to see that and just see them competing as if it's a real sport, I mean, you know, I mean. I'll, you know, I hate you know you know people hate when they use the word real and fake, but if you want like you want to see them compete as if it's real and they got the rankings and you know not all wins are created equal, but we still have rankings to so show how many matches you won, even though you beat fifty five jobbers. You know what I'm saying? Go watch AW. You know what I'm saying? It's more wrestling. If you like wrestling, why not watch wrestling another two days out of the week? Right. So for me, I I do agree. It depends on when and why you gave up. If you gave up on them like I did because they tried to portray themselves as an alternative but just really want it to be competition. And I, I'll i be honest. I gave up on AEW because of their owner. Um, I just – he lives in, in uh, a delusion, and I, I, he thinks he's better than – he thinks he's hot shit in this business. And he doesn't listen to anyone who's giving him constructive criticism mm. who's been here before. If he would have just listened to Eric Bischoff when Bischoff came out, he didn't come after your company. He was giving you advice. Yeah. But then you started critiquing him and now he fucking hates you. Um, and so uh, I think as a fan, they do have a lot of good. I like Osprey. I'm waiting for him to show up. Um because he still hasn't debuted there yet. But, you know, Osprey's good. I'm assuming MJF does show back up there. And so as a casual fan, that's definitely the biggest draw. But you also have guys like Daniel Garcia and Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Um, not much so on Big Bill, but definitely Ricky Starks, uh, who can do the sort of 
sports entertainment stuff. The problem that I have with it is even when they try to do sports entertainment, they they don't tell stories with it. It's mm. just a bunch of random like dancing in the middle of the ring. Um, and so that's where sort of my disconnect is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely give it a shot. I will definitely say it's a niche product. It, it's definitely needed in the, in the industry. See where they really lose me and what, why, why I never was fully on board in the first place was that, you know, us as wrestling fans, we know, or we should all know that the, all the products are scripted. Okay. Right. Right, you know, I feel like we should look at it as a masculine soap opera, a male soap Absolutely. opera. Absolutely, look at you know we, we look at it as like a movie, a play, a series, if you will. Right, it's a, it's a TV show. Right, like we all know it's scripted, and we 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 should know that. But the way they market themselves and the way their fans kind of treat it, they try to treat it like an actual combat sport. Right, where like these guys are, you know really trying to F each other up and this is wrestling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're really trying to treat like, like a combat so, sport and portray right. as a combat sport. But it's like like you know everybody knows it's scripted. We know it's predicted, you know, already given outcomes and most of the most of the spots are you know known ahead of time. You know, you got people calling the ring, but like we know it's predetermined. We know it's scripted. So like enjoy it as a TV show and stop trying to I mean do your thing as an alternative but like you're really trying to promote it and pass it off as legit combat sports, and you know, and like you know, you got you know Tony Khan, who you know is the owner and the runner of it, and you know he he like promotes it himself as like a combat sport, where like I feel like you would get a a way better reception if you just like you know you handle the business stuff in the background, but get like an on screen authority figure who like. Hey, here's the reason why y'all two are having a match. Not like, hey, you're five and two, he's five and two. Let's see who's number one contender to get this right and to be six and two. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it doesn't seem like that's going to change anytime soon because they are restarting the rankings again. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but if I wanted to watch combat sports, I'm not watching AEW. I'll just go flip the channel to UFC. Even ECW had storyline. They they they, they didn't portray themselves as combat sports. <laughs> there was more just like where guys were getting hate with you know freaking weapons right. all day. Right. They, even they had storylines. <laughs> right. And that's where they lose me. It's it's the lack of storyline. Moving to the next question. I don't actually remember who asked this one. But um, you- oh, I have it written down. Um, which one you want? The one about the legends? Yeah. Um, B Master. B Master. So, uh, do you think any legends will be in the rumble? And if so, do you think they'll actually make an impact or just show up for a pop? Uh, the answer is no, they won't have a significant impact. Right. You know, there's there probably some, you know, who, you don't get two or three eliminations, you know, say like your Michelle McCool's of the world might get two or three eliminations. Tris Jass might get two eliminations, but you know, they're mostly there for the pop and the nostalgia and the look at our legends. You might get a hurt, you know, Hurricane Helms appearance, right? You know what I'm saying, but you know, yeah. The biggest one I've heard is X Pac. Uh, yeah, but even him is he's pop, he's nostalgia. He'll get he'll get a pop, maybe an elimination or two. I think we'll get the random announcer that gets. So what I'm really hoping, and this isn't a legend, but I need a Corey Graves mat in this match. Okay, because the rumor is that he's been training, assuming that he. 
can get cleared from his neck injury. Now he hasn't wrestled in like ten years. Well, for from my understanding, he's been clear for a couple of years now, a few years now. Right. He's just recently, yeah, getting back in the train, but he's been clear for a little while. And so if Corey Graves music hit, I may be the only one. I don't but know I, music is. Uh, it, it's, it hasn't been played in about 10 years. But if it hits and Corey Graves stands up and and gets in that ring, I may be the only one, but I'm going to pop a little bit because uh, from the little bit I saw him in NXT in like 2013, 2014, he was one of my favorites. Is 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 um is he wearing the ripoff suit? You know, so how how is he going to hide it? You know, what I'm saying right. Can, From can, my can, understanding, though, he wore like pants and like a shirt anyway as his ring okay. gear. So it'd be, it'd be a little easier to train, change into it. Yeah, like like we have Michael Cole who had the full on orange suit. My God, under under <laughs> Michael his, Cole under his business suit. Um, and then the. The last one, B. I know B Master did this one. Um, why should I be watching Raw instead of NXT? So that's his question. So what we're going to do on this one is you're going to represent Team Raw because you're Team Red, and I'm going to represent NXT. So I'll convince the audience why Raw is better than NXT. It's not going to be hard. It's actually pretty obvious. But So the reason you should watch Raw is because, for one, if you're a casual fan, we got the household names. Right. We got the people y'all know. We got the people that you you want to know that you knew that you heard of. You know what I'm saying? We got CM Punk. We got Cody Rhodes. We got the Creed Brothers. That's crazy how I named them, how I named them third. <laughs> the Creed Brothers. <laughs> but we got Mommy. We got Dom. We got Finn. We got Damien. We got Alpha Academy. Like, we just, you know, we got the best of the best we got the great storytelling honestly we just we got the name the history we just got the brand okay we are the flagship show of the longest running episodic weekly television show in history bro that's all i'm gonna say more in the simpsons more in a family guy you know what I'm saying we there we the ones mm. we the ones <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Look, look, Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, hire this man to represent your brand. <laughs> uh, no, um, so why would why should you watch NXT? I want to go ahead and preface this and say NXT um, is is yeah in my mind the best show, but it's definitely like a C tier show. So like it's not better than Raw in terms of name power, but to me. I think it hits what I want as a wrestling fan, which is gimmick. I'm skip gimmicks, stories. Um, if you want to sort of, uh, I think some of the matches are de- you can definitely tell are super green, but um, I think it's just an enjoyable two hour time period where you well you'll you'll see 15 different characters, every person on the screen from the extra in the back that's the newbie trainee or to Cora Jade or whoever, they all have a purpose. Um, and it's just, I think a lot of it does have to do with circumstances because it's a 2000 seat arena. It's free tickets. So of course it's going to sell out. It's the same fan base. It's the the hardcore NXT fans are there. Um, but, and so my major selling point is, is the gimmicks. Um, you you get to see a bunch of people who 
they may not be household names, but they're definitely like stars in the making. Um, and and you get to see them grow and become the superstars that they can be. Um, some more than others. You know, Braun Breaker's definitely more than ready to to be on the main era or all or SmackDown. Um, but this is sort of a hard question to answer because I don't think that NXT is better by name power. Raw is definitely the, the A show. Mm. Um, I'd say SmackDown's the A show, but uh, in terms of, you know, you got Roman Reigns on the show. And so it's, it's funny though, when you listed the name of people, I didn't hear Rollins. Yeah. I didn't say <laughs> Rollins. I didn't say Gunther. <laughs> right. Uh, we forgot gender Mahal. Though. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. This year. <laughs> In this uh, year, but uh, a point that you left out that I feel like I, I, I thought you were gonna say was that especially if you try and convince what his question said, or no, that no, that was that was Withers' question about casuals, right? But the reason you want casuals to watch NXT is it's easier for them to understand and get behind, right? Right, you're every right, wrestler got they, they 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 roll, and it's easy to grasp and digest what their role right. is and that and it is a lot more logical in how things happen so for example i'll give an example for those who don't watch nxt um uh, there's a character his name is eddie thorpe he's a native american and that's basically his gimmick um and that's what he plays into there's another native american character who just broke out in the breakout tournament his name's trey bearhill um some of these names suck i know uh but um he actually got attacked by Lexus King, and that's how Lexus King got in the breakout tournament. Logically, though, when you see two Native Americans, instead of you know acting like they've never met each other before, they put them on screen together, and they're like mentor mentee. Now they're both going after Dijak. You know, logical booking, not like death match. Uh, who's the best Native American? Seven seven weeks in a row, we're going to put them in a match to, uh, to see who can who can win the first of four. Uh, like some companies w- would do. Like it's it, it's more logical. You're in a way for a casual fan, you can tune in, not watch the week before, and you'll know exactly what's going on. The stories mm-hmm. aren't super nuanced. They aren't super hard to follow. They're um, almost cartoonish in a way, right? Where it's like it's, it's and that's sitcom-y. one of the big right. It's one of the big critiques that AEW fans give to it is, oh, I tuned in for the first time in X amount of years. And it sounds and it feels super cartoony, which to me, I like that. Uh, it's it it makes it easy to follow. It becomes more of a TV show than an actual sport that I have to follow. Mm. Um, and so yeah, so I think as a casual fan, there's definitely some benefits there. Um, and if you are looking into watching NXT, you don't really need to ask me because Vic Joseph and Booker T do. We got Booker T on commentary too. That's all I need to say. <laughs> uh but yeah um that's i think that's the last question we have unless i missed one that, that's all i have that's yeah through. that's all i got so the last thing we're going to do is just how we'll end the show every week and we're going to call it thirsty tuesday mm-hmm. um and so the idea of this segment is i'm going to pick a female wrestler from WWE main roster Raw SmackDown from NXT, uh, one from AEW, and then one from the Indies slash TNA. Uh, I, you know, the third tier sort of like tertiary brands. 
um, most likely people haven't heard of before. Uh, and the idea is you get an opportunity to take one of these four people on a date. Who are you picking? And we're going to be, we're going to start very easy uh, this week. So the four choices are Oscar Tatum Paxley from NXT, Deanna Parasso from AEW, and then from TNA, we have Killer Kelly. We'll have Wavy D go first. Uh, we all, if you know Wavy D, you know his answer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. For all my for all my my wavettes out there, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> for all my wave riders, for all my day ones, you know who you know the kid going with. You know the boy going with. None other than your multi-time women's champion, multi-time women's tag team champion. Royal Rumble winner? Yeah, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble winner. Longest ever NXT Women's Champion. Longest ever NXT Women's Champion. Former mm. Money in the Bank winner. Mm. I'm going with the, the beautiful, the deadly, the ravishing, the strong, the angelic, but at the same time, demoness. I'm going with the one and only, Asuka. The Empress of Tomorrow. The Empress of My Heart. <laughs> awesome. uh, all right. And if y'all know me, this is easy for me as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with the virtuoso, Diana Perrazzo. Uh Sad to see that she went to AEW. But I understand it. She did not like her time in NXT in 2018. Uh, and I get it. I do. Uh, but yeah, uh, not much more to say. I've already basically talked about her enough in other episodes um superstar you know she got a little bit of 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 uh a little a little thickness to her which is what you know what i prefer um and so yeah diana porraso we're, we're gonna make it a little bit more difficult next week i'm gonna uh, get these pictures second place i'm taking killer kelly killer oh killer kelly's and her gimmick, she she plays like a crazy. It's not like not exactly like lesbian, but boy, she was in a dog collar match with who, whoever her tag team person is, and that got hot real quick. I, I never, <laughs> I've never heard of Kelly Kelly Kelly, Kelly, Kelly before, but I might have to look up some of her matches. She yeah, she's uh, she wrestled in NXT UK before uh, COVID hit, and then they they sort of got rid of all of it and released everybody. Um, so what's your rankings of these four? We should rank the four in your, in your, rank pers- the four? In your personal order. The ones okay. that, that that you. So okay. what were we answering again? The, who, who we find the the, the, the finest? Or who who would we take on a date? But that basically, you know, most men would think of you know I'm taking the hottest one. So Oscar Oscar got that great personality too. Right, <laughs> right, right. So. Um, the, the, the only one I know personality wise, because you know, right? You know what I'm saying, you know, we 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 talk every once in a while. <laughs> um, take take an Oscar number one, right? I'm going I'm going kill, killer killer number two. You, you ain't gonna like this, but I'm taking Tatum Baxley number three. Yeah, Diana Peraza. I don't know if it's just a picture you got up here, the picture that you put in the chat. I can't even see your eyes. Can't oh, makeup on. I can't even see your eyes. Man. Man, it's all right. That makes it a little bit easier for me to to do what I'm about to do. Uh, so one is one is Parasso, 
of course. Number two is is Tatum Paxley for me. Number three is Killer Kelly. And and this is no offense to Asuka. Look, she's a I'm sure she's a wonderful woman. You know, you, you need to pick her best picture either. Like in the, in the thing, <laughs> you, pick, you, you need to pick her best picture, bro. I, I, I'll send you the good pictures. Yeah. But yeah, it's Oscar's gonna go number four for me. Uh but that's that. This is a it's been a fun episode. It's been a long one. We had a lot to talk about. Next Tuesday, we will be breaking down what happened at Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. seeing if any of these things uh, that we predicted come true. It, it, what uh, talk about you know the news that happens and the Raw seeing, after Rumble. The Raw after Rumble is going to be big. We got a IC match with Gunther and Kofi. The tag, tag team match. match, tag team title match, uh, Judgment Day versus DIY. Um, and does I'm sure Damien, does Damien cash in? Who knows? Does Damien cash in? What's going on with Seth Rollins? Uh, maybe a little bit more heat between Punk and Cody. Do they does our truth get involved in the tag team title picture? Right, Jimmy. Rawls, uh, Rawls heating up here. This raw picture, you know, Team Red, baby. where SmackDown's sort of cooling down because Roman's not here. Uh, you know, SmackDown's heating up because you got, but we'll we'll see all that. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy Royal Rumble on Saturday. I know Gunther said Sunday, on on, <laughs> uh, but it's Saturday. Uh, Saturday live from St. Pete slash Tampa Bay Royal Rumble, eight p.m. Enjoy it because Elimination Chamber is a five a.m. show, so. Well, what, what are you doing on Thursday, by the way? On Thursday? Uh, that's right. That's right. On Thursday, me and Wavy D will be on the Beyond the Junkyard podcast with Junkyard James and K-Dog Cody. Uh, talking some Royal Rumble as well. We're going to represent the casual fandom because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of hate for us casuals yeah. in WWE. And we're going to enter that fire and, and and extinguish it and tell you why Royal Rumble is gonna be great. I don't know exactly what they're gonna ask us, but it's gonna get, it's gonna be a little little heated, all right. <laughs> but at least I got backup this time. Normally I'm by myself. I'm bringing the smoke. <laughs> He's bringing you know the saying? smoke. I, I'm 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 D'Angelo Dawkins. You know what I'm saying, Angelo <laughs> Dawkins. You know what I'm saying, but my my boy over here. You know what I'm saying, his Montez Ford over here. Oof. Well, we we want all the smoke. I right? want the smoke. With that, this is the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, if y'all tune in uh, Thursday, I think it's a well, it's supposed to be a 9 p.m. start, but they always start late. Uh, so, uh, but that link will go in that Discord, uh, and we'll see y'all then. If you watch then, if not, we'll see y'all next Tuesday, uh, right here. And we'll until then, y'all enjoy Royal Rumble, and we'll see y'all on the next episode. Brother, I'm If I like it's a moment, I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately I've been seeing.